the major boulevard that goes along the water um, in Cuba um, is known as the Malecon, which is like a big seawall. And there was this wall that was just across, just across the, the boulevard facing the ocean. And as a kid growing up in Miami, I grew up, you know, going to the beach. I've spent most of my life in the water. And I would always think about this place on the other side of the horizon, right? So when I was asked to participate and they told me where the piece was going to be, I thought, you know, this is brilliant. Finally, I'm going to be able to make a piece in Havana that's now going to be looking in the opposite direction, right? I'm going to be able to, to share this with the family that I have there, you know, who sort of keeps track of what I do as an artist, uh, you know, through relatives and friends and now through the internet. Um, and then also share this with the people that live there. My name is Emilio Perez. I'm here at Anderson Ranch working on a ceramics project, um, specifically a um, modular ceramic sculpture, kind of based on um, these paper models that I built back in, in my studio in New York. Well, so the idea for, for, these, for these sculptures um, really came from a couple of things. I mean, generally I work uh, two-dimensionally on paintings um, and I wanted to see like how, what would be like the easy sort of segue into making something three-dimensional. So I started working with these flat pieces uh, that are all notched. And then as I start to put them together, I start to create this three-dimensional uh, sculpture that sort of, uh, who's, that the composition sort of relates to a lot of forms that are uh, typical in my painting. And then really the, the spontaneous part and the accidental part, which is a huge part of my personal process uh, when, I'm, when I'm in the studio working, really is coming from one, you know, sort of inexperience with the material, but then at the same time um, in the glazing process and in the underglazing process, you know, kind of having an idea of what, I, what results I want to get, but really not knowing until the work comes out of the kiln. So that for me is very exciting just because, um, you know, for me, it's like Christmas when you open this thing up, you know, <laughs> and like all of a sudden you see all these things that um, you had an idea of what they were supposed to look like, but instead they are doing something totally different. Well, I was drawn here specifically to work on ceramics just because of, I guess, the, you know, sort of the history of the ceramics department here. Um, and it was really probably while I was here teaching, although I was teaching painting classes, um, I met a lot of people that were working in ceramics and it was really kind of the first time that I'd been exposed in a much more sort of intimate way and really seeing people's processes and seeing all the different types of work uh, that were uh, that they were able to, to create or that they were creating when I was here visiting. So it just seemed like the go-to spot because, I mean, one, the community here is, is terrific. Um, the facilities are fantastic. And... I just thought, you know, in order for me to work on something like this um, and really sort of immerse myself, it's important to go to a place and kind of get out of my my usual comfort zone um, of the studio and being in New York. So I just felt it was just an ideal location, honestly, to come and work and not think about, you know, sort of the the day to day, uh, you know, lifestyle of an artist living in New York. Instead, here I was just focused on making work and talking about work, which is really refreshing and great. You know, other than, than being in the studio and, and getting back into painting and as well as finishing up these pieces that I made here, um, my next big focus is that I've been asked to participate again in the Havana Biennial, which will be in April um, this of next year. And I have to do a lot of preparation for this project because I want to do um, sort of a collaborative 
mural project with the neighborhood where I have, it's an out, actually my, my installation is going to be outdoors. It's going to be a, 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 a wall painting. Um, and so I have this idea of doing this collaborative piece where I'm asking sort of the residents of the neighborhood to paint on um, pieces of stenciling material. Those pieces of stenciling material will then be put on a wall. Um, I'm going to interpret their their paintings or their gestures and whatnot by cutting into the stenciling material. And then I'll be painting the entire wall and, and stencil together and then invite everybody back to peel away the stencil to reveal the finished piece. But the thing is, doing anything in Cuba is really challenging. Just logistically, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of issues. I mean, there's hardly any materials down there, so I have to think about what I need to take with me. You know, what kind of paint I can take with me. You know, I have to figure out where I can find a ladder or a scaffold. I mean, it's a, it's kind of stuff that you would sort of take for granted here. Um, but, um, but down there, it's stuff that you have to kind of figure out ahead of time, especially if you need to like get up high on a wall or if you need to find a paint roller or all of that stuff. So there'll probably be some sort of, um, some sort of trip to Cuba, uh, beforehand, uh, maybe in the beginning of next year, just to kind of scout out the, the location and see what available materials I have there so that I don't have to bring everything with me. No, well, my, I, I don't, my history with Cuba is, you know, it's a lifelong history, I suppose. You know, my, both my parents are from Cuba and they came here in the early sixties. Um, I was born here in New York. Um, and for the most of my life, you know, Cuba was this place that, you know, sort of existed in my sort of, in my imagination and in the stories of others. Cause I never went to visit, you know, I didn't get a chance to go to Cuba until I was 30. Um, and when I went there, it was kind of really a trip for me to start to build my, my own relationship uh, with this place that has so much to do with me and my identity and my family. Uh, but I did it under the guise of a research trip uh, about um, uh, for an exhibition that I was working on with a friend of mine about the history of performance art in Cuba during the 1980s. So that was my first trip there um, in 2001. And I was really interested in going back. I mean, it was a heavy trip. You know, I met family that I, you know, didn't even know existed. Um, and I've been wanting to go back, but I wanted to go back under the right circumstances. You know, to me, it wasn't a vacation. Um, I still had a good time there, but it was, it was a little bit heavier than that, a little bit more personal. Um, so when I got invited in 2015 to participate in the biennial, um, I had to really sit back and think about whether or not I wanted to do this thing. And I realized that for me, I've been thinking about this place for most of my life, you know, and I've had the opportunity to exhibit my work all over the world. And I never thought I'd have a chance to do it in Cuba. Not, not that I didn't think it would ever happen. I just never even considered it really. You're listening to Art Talks from Anderson Ranch Art Center, a new audio series featuring artists and the Anderson Ranch art community. For more information about the series, visit the blog at andersonranch.org. There you'll find images of works in progress at the ranch and more information about workshops. You can also find other episodes of the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud.